fact that there's such a healthy level of chit chat going on, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and open the meeting. Uh, it is 7.30 something on uh, September 14th. This is the Lawrence Polish Arts Commission. My name is Daniel B. Smith. I'm the chair. Uh, and I'm going to so if you hear your name, say say hi in person or, or on Zoom. Uh, Marlo. Here. Present. Denise. Here. Denise. Hi. Uh, Mary. I'm here. I'm going to be in and out. I'm in rehearsal as well. Okay. Uh, Jordan. Dina. Here. Marciana. Here. Uh, Rebecca. Uh, Jill. And Tim. Here. Great. Um, glad, glad to see y'all. Uh, we will move on to approval of the minutes. Hopefully you've all had a chance to look over them. Uh, feel free to speak up if you have any, any issues with them. Otherwise, I would uh, entertain a motion to approve the August minutes. I move to approve them. Sorry. Are you going to move for me? <laughs> okay. I already did. I move to approve. All right. Thank you, Denise. Can I get a second? Second. Uh, thank you, Tim. Um, let's do a uh, roll call vote to determine whether those will will uh, be approved, starting with Marlowe. Approve. And then Denise. I approve. Mary. Approve. Uh, then Dina. Approve. Marciana. Approve. And Tim. Approve. And, and I will approve as well. We'll pass unanimously. Zooming along. Feel free to tell me to slow down if you want to. I always, <laughs> I always speed through agendas. Um, up next, we have our uh, public comment section. Uh, I don't know if there is anybody here for public comment in person or on Zoom, but if uh, so, they can speak up this time and they will have three minutes. All right, hearing none, we can move along to the uh, new business section. And uh, let's see, Abby, do you want me to, to Abby, your hand? Yes, hand, yes. <laughs> it needs to change. Uh, do you want me to pass over to you to discuss the um, review of Phoenix Awards? Or, or I don't know how, how you want to. Um, I was hoping that you would give sort of an overview of what the results are um, and sort of fill everybody in. Oh, for the Phoenix Awards. Oh, for the NEA ARP. Oh, that, that was down, that's on an old business. Sorry. Oh, okay. I, I apologize. No, yes, yes. Totally, totally mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. uh, for the Phoenix Awards, yeah. Yeah, so you just want me to go ahead and throw that out? Yeah, we... Sure. Okay, so we'll, um, the, uh, you know, we've discussed a lot of things in making this agenda. Honestly, looking at the agenda, I think the last thing on the agenda is discussion of the agenda. It might be a little bit nice to start off. Sure. Would it be possible to move that up? Absolutely. In the miscellaneous yeah. section mm -hmm. now. So uh, in the past, in, in making the agendas for these meetings, um, you know, Porter would usually sort of put things together and kick it over to me for approval. Um, and so what we've decided to start doing is having it be a little more collaborative, a little bit more board-led, less staff-led, which to me means a little bit more work for whoever's in my position and maybe even a little more work for the rest of the, 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 uh, the board members but ultimately means that we have a lot more control over what's gonna be on the agenda um, and a lot more agency, which I think is a positive thing. Um, and so you'll notice there might be a little bit of growing pains in that, in that area because you know, ordinarily what, what would happen with these meetings is I would, you know, myself or whoever is the chair would 
really rely on Porter just to kind of keep things moving. And it's going to shift a little bit. And you know, Abby is here and, and will help us, but it's really going to be more of, of our responsibility or my responsibility to um, sort of tee things up for, for conversation. So that is the the item which is listed item uh, item A under section G miscellany. So I thought I'd just go ahead and bring it up now because you'll notice uh, Abby and I did meet prior to this meeting to kind of collaborate on the agenda, mm -hmm. but it's a little bit different. It's not so much the Porter show and it's more, more our show now. Um, that having been said, in the new business section, we do have review of Phoenix Awards call for artists, um, the actual call for artists document, mm -hmm. um, and we're looking to approve that. So do you have? Yes, um, I do have it. I am not prepared to um, put it on the screen, uh, which in retrospect would have been um, really good. <laughs> I apologize. What we're mostly approving tonight is our dates. Um, and this might be something we want to consider talking about uh, during our retreat, um, revisiting the idea of the Phoenix Awards and if we want to proceed the same way we always have. And if so, um, we can we can uh, review the, this uh, call to artist statement um, more fully after that point. Um, the only thing I would say is maybe um, prompting you all to look at this document as sort of a start to discussions that if you so if you agree um, uh, revisiting that at the retreat um, would probably be a good way to proceed. D.O.B. Smith, I will say that for my part, the Phoenix Awards is the thing that I have been involved with the least out of everything that the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission does. Um, and because COVID really disrupted the Phoenix Awards sort of timeline in a lot of ways, um, I'm not super familiar with how that timeline plays out. And I'm also, I'm always, whenever there's an opportunity like that, I feel like I like to try and encourage people to review, like it is the way that we've done it in the past the way it should go. So I don't know who on, on the board has had a lot of experience. Mary has. But I'm, yeah, I, shared it, I shared it the last time. And the thing that I noticed in looking at this material before the meeting, I would suggest that we revisit the timeline mm -hmm. in terms of artist submissions and reviews and all of that. The biggest thing we ran into the last time was artists um, like many other people take off in the summer. So by not having the submission until the middle of the summer, it kind of hurts our ability to get artists. And since we're planning so far ahead, we might want to look at a little bit earlier timeline there and then give the artist a little more time to work on the awards. Yeah, absolutely. Those are great notes. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, thank you, Mary. The having the experience with the actual process is yeah, something that you I don't know, I, I, I couldn't possibly um, fabricate that. So really appreciate that. Do you think this is something um, that we should discuss more at length now? Or do you think this would be something we should table for the retreat and try and do more of a, a lengthy exploration of, of how the, the Phoenix Ward process might be might be altered or amended? I have a question, and sure. that is, I looked it over, and there was a link to check out the criteria. Mm -hmm. Once I arrived to that page, 
there was nothing that indicated that there were criteria. There were mm -hmm. these boxes with categories of activities, but nothing that mentioned criteria. And I would be really interested in seeing those. Right. That's something I can provide uh, at our next meeting, um, which actually a retreat is, is next. Right. Um, and I can have that for you all at that retreat. Can you send it prior so I can look at them? Yes. Because that would be really good. I do wish that the retreat can be focused on strategy, like the combination of the Parks and Rec and the LCAC. So I don't want to get too bogged down with mm -hmm. details of timeline for Phoenix Awards. But I think these meetings are great for that. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind a little bit of discussion just in general about, you know, proceeding with Phoenix Awards, but the minutiae, I think these meetings are excellent for that. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted like a general sense of how LCAC, Parks and Rec are going to be working together out of that retreat. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So unfortunately, we don't have too much of the documents. I mean, we could we could take the time and try and pull up some stuff now sure. if we wanted to, because I, I do agree that this this is definitely the maybe the, the the better arena to actually get into the weeds on that. Um, and for me, as as I said before, I, I know very little about Phoenix Wars, or at least I feel like I know very little since I haven't gone through the process. I feel like it's really something since it is a long, multifaceted process. I, I feel like you kind of have to go through it to actually know yes. what it's like. Mm -hmm. uh, and off the top of my head, I don't know how many uh, um, commissioners we have who have actually witnessed the full process. Since it is, it's a little interesting how it is. You know, you have a year which is all about the, right. the award, and then a year which is all about the artists. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was. I'm sorry. This, this, this is Mary. <laughs> can, if I can just explain why that happened. Uh, it was a way to pump a little bit more money into the Phoenix Awards so that we were able to um, pay the artist a little bit more and have a little bit more to, for the celebration. Uh, otherwise, it was, I believe it was $3,000 to do everything and that just wasn't, wasn't a lot of money, <laughs> wasn't enough money. And the last time we did it, we really made a big deal out of it. And we had a caterer and we had uh, wine and we had lovely, lovely, lovely awards. So I would hope that we can do a similar uh, type of thing again. And Mary, I know that you're on the subcommittee that is involved with the Phoenix Awards. I off the top of my head, I, I, don't, remember, I don't remember who else is, is on that subcommittee. I don't know if I don't know if there is a, a, a scheduled meeting for that subcommittee, but that also might be a good a good time for for the, some of these discussions to have happen who is the chair of that a fantastic question abby there's no no way that you happen to know who the chair of the phoenix <laughs> subcommittee is off the top of your head i, I do not i apologize <laughs> that's fine i think uh we're growing pains related all right is anybody else here on the phoenix Sports subcommittee i don't think so but I'd be willing to help out. Okay. I mean, it would be great. Hi, I'm Denise. I keep forgetting to tell my say my name. But if Mary were on the committee, that would be great too, because I only witnessed the process. Mary has like amazing, you know, experience. So I don't know if she's willing to participate on that committee because she is going to be retiring soon. <laughs> And I can understand that she would not want to do this. So I'll, I'll help. I don't want to run the whole thing. Well, 
That would be great. I mean, I could run it. I think, you know. So. I mean, I'll, what what about this? What if what if we sort of I'm sorry, I don't mean to, to usurp anything, but what if we called you the chair and I could be like the past chair of it or the assistant chair or whatever and I could kind of act as a guide? Oh, that would be so great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Smith. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, there was a point I don't know exactly how long ago it was when we we kind of like touched base about all the subcommittees and you know made sure that everybody you know had an opportunity to, to self nominate. Um, and that was a while ago, and I don't know if the Phoenix Award mm -hmm. Committee has actually met since then. I don't believe so, which would make sense that why why you know people might not remember who exactly self nominated. Um, so maybe some of the questions. Uh, and discussion we're having right now are just a good sign that that committee needs to be re-reformed and then and then maybe try and get a, a date for a, for a meeting. Um, so anybody who's not, other than Denise and Mary, anybody else who's interested could, is, is welcome to join. And I guess we can try maybe make sure that members who couldn't be present are also aware that that opportunity exists. Absolutely, yeah. And I can send out a reminder as well before uh, we meet next. Uh, <laughs> Um, this is Dina Amant. So maybe um, at our retreat, we could reassess all of the subcommittees because I, I think that I did volunteer for the Phoenix Awards and I am new relatively. And then it was tabled again. Um, and I would be happy to uh, be on that subcommittee. Um, but maybe it would be a good idea to readdress all of those subcommittees and have chairs and members. Um, and we have a lot of new members on the commission since then, and just kind of reassess that. And I'd be happy to volunteer for that one too. Great, yeah. Um, what Marla had had suggested that the retreat be really dedicated to sort of bigger picture structural mm -hmm. things. I definitely think that makes sense. But I think in the very least, like looking at subcommittee assignment make, does make more sense yeah. in, that, in that situation. Go ahead, Denise. Hi, Denise, um, you know, one of the important parts about this committee is that the Phoenix Award really does showcase the work of this committee. While we look at mural applications and other types of things, grants for artists, it's less public. Phoenix is really public and it's a great event. I mean, the last one that Mary chaired, it was beautiful. It was just so well done. So. I really want this one to be well done as well. Uh, DMB Smith, uh, Mary, you might be able to clarify this because again, um, I'm, I'm, Phoenix Award is not is not my expertise. But in the past, because there is sort of a year which is focused around um, the actual award, getting somebody uh, on board to, to create the, the award, and then the following year is when it's actually given, is there, how much fanfare is given to the the unveiling or, or the creation of, of the, the award itself? Uh, the last time we, we did an unveiling of it, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, I, I can't remember, I'd have to go back and look. I know we did a big deal about the announcement of the artist. Um, but the other thing that we're gonna have to do would be to um, work out a, a timeline for the 
submission of, of um, people who are, who are uh, nominated for the awards. So if we're, if we're saying, yeah, we need to revisit this entire timeline mm -hmm. and work in a timeline for nominations for the applications as well. Yeah, I, I was able to pull up um, the call to artist document that was included in the packet. Um, if that's something we wanna look at tonight, I can go ahead but, and share this. Um, Abby, I think we're talking about two different pieces. So there, there's the one piece that's the, the call to artists, but then there's another piece that's an entire call for applications for nominations of people to be awarded. So mm -hmm. we, we need to look at both of those, I think. Sure, absolutely. Well, uh, Dean B. Smith, I mean, for me, ever since, you know, um, joining this commission, like I thought that the Phoenix Wars was, was a really interesting um, component of what we do. I do agree with you, Denise, that it's super important as far as like, you know, kind of getting our name and our face out there a little bit and engaging with people, but it is also just super unique. The two-year cycle is not something that I've ever encountered before, which I feel like does obviously is born out of necessity from a sort of a funding standpoint, but it also creates some challenges as far as uh, making sure people are, are under, understand how that works. Um, so I, I, in the interest of time, because everybody loves short meetings, I do think that I think that it's nice to we've been able to make some connections and just kind of clarify where things are at. It seems like the subcommittee is obviously like in a, a point of mm -hmm. slight disarray and also just kind of on hiatus. Um, and it's just nice to like, you know, verbally and publicly state that like we haven't forgotten about the Phoenix Awards and that we'll you know redouble our our efforts there and get some of that stuff um, together. But um, uh, unless anybody else has any pressing things specifically about the Phoenix Awards that we want to say, I think we could look to trying to get the Phoenix Awards subcommittee back on rails after the retreat and then just move, move along to the next item on the agenda. Good. Appreciate the appreciate the silence of approval. I never I never know if I'm just I, I speed through things so fast. Um, up next is actually just simply a, a reminder of the the fall retreat. Um, we've been reminded of it a few times. So um, uh, Marlo was gracious enough to secure a location, which is not the art center itself, but the art center's 10th Massachusetts uh, studio location, yeah. which is uh, on the off street there. I walk by it when I go to Rotary every week. Um, I've never been inside. I'm interested to see, uh, but I'm pretty sure this this portion of the agenda is really just to you know remind folks it's going to be October second from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. There might be snacks. I don't. I don't. Know. I will volunteer. No, I, don't. I will also volunteer. I've been yeah. thinking about it. I'll bring. Some, so. <laughs> if anyone wants to show up a little early to help with tables, that would be amazing too. I know Abby already volunteered. Thank you. Oh, I'm happy to do it. Yay. Um. Where exactly is it? It's 10th and Mass at a corner? No, it's, you know, where Laugh Out Loud used to be, the play zone. It's right across from the replay lounge on 10th Street. So here's the art center. It's on that little street. Okay. Here's Mass. So between New Hampshire and Mass. Okay. I can send you a Google image too of the outside. Yeah. <laughs> there. Yep. And it's a really beautiful space. It's kind of new to us. We're using it for rehearsals. We have a new wow. film series coming in that space. So I'm excited for everyone to see it. That's nice. Yeah. 
uh, Danielle Smith. So, so I don't know if we have like an official RSVP headcount or Abby, if you know off the top of your head, what, how, how, um, how many of the commissioners are actually be able to be present? But um, I haven't sent an RSVP yet, but I can certainly do that. Um, Did I do? Yeah, and and sort of get a head count, like you said, of people who are planning to attend. Mm -hmm. um, and then f for that event, um, you know, we will also be putting together an agenda. Um, mm -hmm. And so it sounds like, you know, the structural questions are, are really going to be the main things. But uh, I could definitely see that being an opportunity where if anybody has anything that they think is really foundational to the operation of this this uh, committee, um, they could reach out and and let me know, and and we can we can collaborate to make sure that that gets put on the agenda. I know that funding streams is always something people love to talk about, um, as well as some of some other uh, actions. So, by all means, uh, for the retreat and also just in general for future meetings. Um, if there's ever anything you want put on the agenda, just just bother me. No, that's that's the official official route. So, um, does anybody have any questions or anything about about the retreat? Or hopefully, <coughs> looking forward to it. If people aren't able to attend, can we get some information out to them beforehand? So, like subcommittees, for example. Sure. Because I guess what we don't want to happen is two people, Mary and Denise, sign up for Phoenix Awards, and that's it. Right. Just to make sure we have the ball rolling with groups. Absolutely. Well, there. Be, this is Dina Amont. Will there be a? I'm planning to attend in person, personally. But will there be a um, Zoom option for people who can't attend in person? Uh, Dina B. Smith, that's a fantastic question. Obviously, ordinarily the the virtual accessibility stuff falls on the city, but since it's going to be at uh, the Art Center space. I think we could put a laptop up. We don't really have a live stream set up in that space. It's you know it's more like a rehearsal room. Um, so we could have a laptop if someone requests it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know audio wise. You know, like if we had a group this large, would we be able to hear everybody? Would they have the best experience? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Sure, I'm not sure what our capacity is um, from the city point of view, but I'm hesitant to say no to this. I can mm -hmm. definitely. Um, see what we have available and get back to you all on whether or not Zoom is possible. Yeah, B. Smith, and since this is going to be, you know, a meeting of, of hopefully all, all of the uh, cultural art commissioners, um, would there be a requirement that it also be open to the public? That, I, I don't have the answer to that. I, I have been um, operating under the presumption that it's a private meeting for the Commission um, and not to be open to the public, but I will check on that just to be sure um, and uh, make sure that we are doing what we're supposed to do. In the gen in the past, when we've done our January retreats, they've not been open to the public. Okay. But there's usually minutes, and those are public. Sure. Yeah. yeah. City commissioner, one city commissioner did attend um, the last time we had one at, let's see, Theodore Lawrence. That's where we met the last time. Yeah. I think I think Lisa Larson attended when she was the mayor. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Dino B. Smith, Mary, do you know if there was a, a specific invitation or, or whether Mayor Larson just heard heard that it was happening and showed up? There was no formal invitation. I <laughs> I don't know. I can definitely check with Porter to make sure. Um, you know, I'm inviting whomever I'm needing to be inviting and making sure everybody knows who's being invited. Um, Great. Yeah. 
Yeah, B. Smith. All right, great. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing you all there. I think it'll be really productive, very different environment as far as the conversation, the way way things progress. So um, moving along, uh, uh, next on the agenda, we have an event reminder. Um, and this is the ribbon cutting of the Through Other Eyes uh, uh, installation or sculpture. I believe this is, this is the, the sculpture, which is at the new police yes. headquarters. Yes, right. it's right outside. Mm -hmm. So that's on October 21st, and that, that is just a reminder. Um, we don't have Lawrence Cultural Arts Commissioner uh, name badges yet. I'm gonna I'm going to annoy Parks and Rec about it, and and I've I'm, I've been assured that that sort of thing is is plausible. Um, but if any of the commissioners want to show up and represent the Cultural Arts Commission, that'd be great. Um, uh, honestly, from my perspective, I think it's always nice to have at least. One, one representative present at a nice ribbon cutting or, mm -hmm. or art event. But obviously, this is a very artistic community, so we'd be stretched very thin if, if we were to go to literally everything. Um, this is Denise Stone. What time? I was looking all over the internet and I haven't found any time. I, I'm not sure it's set yet. Okay. Um, we will. I'll let you know. <laughs> as soon as I know, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, this, the uh, Daniel B. Smith, we have a somewhat lighter agenda, but we do have one thing on old business, which is up next, which is um, a follow-up from the uh, the grants subcommittee. Um, myself and Jill, who couldn't be here this evening, and Tim uh, met up to look over the NEA uh, subgrant recommendations, poured um, over the spreadsheets, and and uh, each of us went through and ranked the applicants and then our, our um, rankings were averaged out uh, and we were able to come up with a list of recommendations for how that money would be um, dispersed among those organizations. I believe we had 18 applicants. Mm -hmm. um, the cap for, for individual uh, amounts was $10,000 per organization um, and we had $150,000 from the National Endowment for the Arts, um, which means that very fortunately, and I assume the spreadsheet was being pulled up here behind me, yeah. means that, that very fortunately, we didn't have to really shortchange anybody. Um, the top amount is $10,000, which we awarded, we decided to award to a, n a number of the applicants, um, but the, the amounts really don't drop off that significantly from there. And you'll see the, the lowest, uh, the lowest amount uh, I think we we have is um, sorry. See, and yeah, I think the lowest amount is still in the seven thousands. Mm -hmm. So, so the actual range isn't isn't that great. Um, but we, after after going through the process of re reviewing applicants and coming up with these amounts, you know, we're now bringing this back to the full full Sparks Commission, um, and we will be looking to to get a, a vote on these amounts. Uh, to then to then go on and, and give us organizations, and this is the first time that these numbers are are being shared publicly. So congratulations, actually, to all of the applicants. They all they all did a good job and are all getting at least a lion's share of what they requested. Um, the one caveat with all of this is um, that uh, if any of the organizations, for whatever reason, are not able to follow through on the programs that they requested the funding for, then they wouldn't get to keep the funding. Um, and that does mean that, you know, if, if an organization requested funding for a program and the program doesn't end up happening or falls apart, that money would then go back into the pool. And so one one of the 
things which, which we agreed upon in our discussion was that if that were to happen, um, the city would be able to um, uh, choose how to redistribute those funds to the remaining organizations. Um, it's, I mean, I'm, I guess I was gonna say it's unlikely, but there's, I don't, I don't know the future and there's no way to know, but um, this, this arrangement of, of funding is, is kind of what we settled on. Um, and, and we were hoping to vote to approve this funding with the understanding that if there's any sort of problem with any of the organizations and following through that we would be willing to let city staff take that funding and basically evenly divide it among the other organizations, which is something that to me sounded um, sounded uh, totally fine. And we only had one applicant that, that ended up not being um, eligible. All the rest were eligible and, and worthy. Uh, by our by the subcommittee's determination. Uh, so I'm, if anybody has any questions, uh, go ahead. There's a lot of numbers on the spreadsheet, so I'm sure that there might be some. Abby, could you zoom in to like yes. 50? I can't see it all from that. Absolutely. I Thank you so much. Trying to decide how close. That's great. All right. I'm blind back here. There's a lot going on here. I had a couple of questions. This is Dina Amat. So I was wondering about the um, the amount that's over budgeted about $18,000. I think maybe it's a little bit lower about how that would be dealt with. Sorry. Good question. It is a good question. Uh, one I'm not prepared to answer at this point, but I can absolutely um, uh, ask those questions to the right people and get an answer for you for sure. Jamie Smith. So looking at the spreadsheet, the, there's the category, there's the, the different columns. And I, I, I might be misremembering and Tim might be able to correct me if that's, that's wrong because it's the process with me. But that column that goes over budget um, goes to the 168,000. I believe that is simply all of the request amounts totaled up. Oh, my mistake. And the, okay. No, you're totally fine. And the column all the way on the right, the one that adds up very conveniently to $149,999.38, wow. that, um, that is the actual word amount taking into account um, the, the review that the subcommittee did. Um, so, which does highlight the fact that the actual requested amount actually isn't that much higher than the 150,000 uh, we had to, to disperse. Um, uh, it's also worth mentioning that there is some amount of staff time factored in to the to the way the funds are, are utilized, but that the total for the allocation would be that 149,000. So, okay. yeah. My mistake in misreading that. So it's it really that uh, column of numbers that's on the left is really over requested. Mm -hmm. And then the budget is really exactly right on minus a few pennies, right? Okay, got it, thank you. This is Denise. So the over requested amounts then were reduced to $10,000. Right. Yeah. Naomi Smith. So, so nobody could, uh, none of the organizations could request over 10,000. Right. But um, most of them actually did request 10,000. Okay. So if, um, so the, the over requested amount is simply the fact that we had a total amount requested to split amongst all the organizations more than the total amount of funding to disperse. So that's why that if we had an unlimited amount of money to give out, okay. the amount that was requested was 168 something. Okay. Uh, whereas 
we had to give some of the organizations less than the 10,000 they requested because uh, there was the request was larger than the amount we had. Does that make sense? Larger than 10,000? No, it was, so if you look, the, basically you start at the top and kind of the, the there's a natural breakdown in the scores. So anything in the 90% was funded at 100% of okay. their request. And then at the natural break points down, it drops to 95% and 85%. So that very bottom tranche, uh, they were funded at, I, I think basically what we did was we just took the remainder and kind of split it out and they were funded at 77% of the okay. ask. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> it seems like a real, this is Dina Amat. That seems like a really fair way to split the amount of money. Dina Lee Smith, yeah. For me, when it comes to funding stuff like this, I feel like my concern is always that uh, there's going to be a, over prioritization of trying to give everybody something as opposed to trying to make sure that each award that's given actually allows the program or the project to be done in in full or, or, or done in a, in a way that's actually meets the, the vision. And the fact that the, the very lowest echelon here is 77.6% of the request. Um, you know, I think for me, if, if I if I ever submitted a grant and I ended up getting 77.6% of, of the money I requested, I would feel like that was, you know, a resounding success. So we didn't necessarily have to make too many difficult decisions with this. Okay, thank you. Uh, does anybody else have, an, have any other questions or? No, I have confidence if y'all have reviewed the applications and feel like they're all arts, arts organizations, then I would happy to approve this today if we can get it going. Uh, Daniel Lee Smith, uh, well, hearing no other uh, questions or points of discussion, um, uh, we have a quorum. And so uh, I would uh, request a motion to approve this level of funding for these organizations based upon the review of the applications, understanding that if any of the organizations aren't able to follow through, we are giving city staff uh, discretion to then uh, take their funding and disperse it among the remaining organizations without having to reconvene. Can I, can I get a, a motion? Motion to approve, yeah. All right, thank you, Marlo. Can I get a second? My second. Great, thank you, Denise. I will go ahead and do a roll call vote for this, uh, starting with Marlo. Approve. Uh, Denise. Approve. Mary. Approve. Uh, Dina. Approve. Marciana. Approve. And Tim. Approve. And I will also vote to approve, which means that the funding um, as as uh, shown here, we'll, we'll uh, be approved unanimously. Abby, can we do a press release or something to announce this? This is a really big deal for the community. Great, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Abby Smith. Yeah, thanks for bringing that, Marla. It really is great. And and Porter, when we were, when we met to talk about all this, Porter really made a point to talk about the fact that when the city applied for this funds, it was kind of a Hail Mary shot in the dark thing. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, and and the fact that, yeah, that it ended up happening is pretty amazing. $150,000 is pretty significant. So hopefully all of the organizations that applied are, are um, really happy and uh, it'll be exciting to to see how those things progress. And then when, when they're completed, we can show up wearing Name name tags and, uh, and shake their hands. That'd be great. So, um, I do have a last question. Hi, this is Denise. Let's say that those people who received, let's 
71% of their ask decide that they can't really, there might be more than one entity that cannot follow through with their program. Have you talked about what would happen then if there were more than one, if there was more than one applicant that could not really follow through? Daniel B. Smith, so if, if any, yeah, as mentioned, if applicants can't follow through, that money would, would go back and then be- The staff would- re Redistributed. Okay. If it was, um, even though, you know, our, our vote included the provision that the staff could do that, I, I imagine that if there was, you know, even just two, but probably, you know, definitely three of these of these projects ended up having to sort of, you know, be scrapped. I. I feel like we would at that point we might have to what we'd at least discuss reconvening. Um, you know, it's not not even though we, we voted to allow staff to have a, a little bit of discretion, you know, if something like that happened, I would I feel like we can definitely, you know, pump the brakes a little bit and, and see if there's something going on or, or, or reassess if needed. Okay. Um, but I will also say that the applicants um, who, who we've we've awarded these amounts to Part of, the, part of the the review was looking over the proposals and a lot of them had really, really detailed explanations for what they were doing and, and how they were gonna proceed and- um, Yeah, I think it, this is Tim. I think it would be pretty unusual um, for considering the, the detail that we got that, that they're not going to be able to perform. But I think if it's, if it becomes an excessive amount, then yeah, I think it needs to come back. Okay. I want to thank you all for doing the work because it's a lot of work. Uh, DOE Smith, so um, after old business, uh, we can move on to um, miscellany, which I already kind of covered at the beginning, but just talking about, um, you know, the fact that, you know, Porter shifting uh, his focus and us having a new best friend to hang out with once a month um, is, you know, is going to be different. And that does apply to a little bit more of the, the, the onus falling on us as, as board members. But um, as always, I like to reiterate that I, I think we're all, we're all capable of doing it. So um, I don't know if anybody else has any questions surrounding that ongoing shift, you know, um, any concerns? Or... I don't have a question about the shift, but on the grants, uh, I know Porter had mentioned at our last meeting, the community arts grants were on their way. And I didn't know if we had an update on that. Um, I don't at this point, um, as I can check on that with him. Um, he's been uh, exceptionally busy uh, this last few weeks and, and I would have liked to sit down and talk through um, that as well as a couple of other things. Um, but uh, we do plan to meet um, before uh, the retreat, at least, and I will check on that for you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Smith, great. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that's uh, how I bring it up every meeting because we're years behind on it. And so it's just needs to get motion. So I'm great. These are off and running, which is wonderful, but I'll make sure our programs are existing as well. For sure. Yeah. So that's something that we, we will uh, mm -hmm. probably meet up and talk about um, before the retreat and touch base. Um, I really appreciate um, Abby going through this, this, this learning process and I'm, I'm learning a lot too. So, uh, we will we'll check up on it. And, um, even though the retreat is going to be more focused on, on the bigger picture, um, we might make, make time to give a little update mm -hmm. quick. Right. Um, this is Mary. I have a question. 
So how are the award recipients going to be notified and when are they going to be notified and what will the structure be for uh, actually giving out the money? Danby Smith, well, that's an excellent question. Well, I, I know for a fact that this meeting and us, you know, being broadcast out to the world right now is, is the first time that these uh, award amounts uh, have been have been made public. I don't know if there's a specific plan on how how each of the organizations is going to be contacted. Um, um, that is at the top of my list for a meeting with Porter. Uh, I will let you know as soon as I have more information about how um, he had prepared to move forward with this, if he already has, um, uh, or if he needs support from me, um, I'm at his disposal um, as far as that goes, and I'll definitely inform you. Thank you. Dianne Smith, great. So um, that's something that we might we might um, learn about uh, even before even before the treat sometime sometime soon. I may, might get an email update. No pressure, no pressure. <laughs> uh, so um, that is really the full agenda, uh, Dina. Yeah. Hi. This is Dina. Um, so I. Um, um, I don't want to give you pressure, but this is a public meeting, so I think it would be really important to send out a notification to these organizations like as soon as possible, because you never want to be hearing about something um, good or bad. This is great news, but even good news you don't want to be hearing about on the grapevine, so I think it would be a great idea. Um, I know you said no pressure, but um, maybe sure, absolutely, yeah, to get this out, like you know, maybe even tomorrow or something. That sounds like a lot of pressure, but sure, yeah. Yes. These um, uh, was something that uh, Porter and uh, Melody were continuing to do through okay. the end of this process, and so as far as I know, um, they have they've got it and they've got a plan and they're moving forward with this. I was okayed to um, announce these results and, and go through this with you um, tonight. So they're totally aware of this. Gotcha. Um, and I, I just haven't been looped in yet to be able to uh, let you guys know what their plan is. Um, but as soon as uh, I get a chance to meet with him um, and Melody and get you an update, I will. And I will for sure uh, let you know as soon as I know. Sounds good, thanks. Jimmy Smith, yeah, I, I do agree that that it, it, it would be nice for them to, to hear it from us first. Um, and and it, yeah, it could be something relatively simple like an email. So, so yeah, I was wrong when I said no pressure. Just, just a little bit of pressure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe not you, but. <laughs> um, so as, as I was saying, like we, we're at the, the end of our, our actual agenda, um, but we are in the miscellaneous section officially. So this is the point of if anybody has any miscellaneous stuff um, to bring up. Um, I, I encourage it. Um, right. Hearing none, uh, we can move towards adjournment. Um, I do want to reiterate sort of what I was talking about earlier with the fact that the, the agenda is going to be much more collaborative in the future. Um, by all means, reach out, send me, send me an email, and we will get something on the agenda if you feel like there's something um, in the community that you want to highlight. Um, it's also just really opening it up if there's somebody who you think um, is in the community doing doing work that it would be nice to, to bring to the Cultural Arts Commission for an introduction. Um, you know, that is a totally appropriate use of our time as well. Um, so just 
you know, I, in, the, in the past coming to these meetings, I, I don't know if, if you felt this way, but I've definitely felt like the agenda is sort of set and we, we, we show up and it, and it happens and, and then we, and then the, the meeting ends and I'm really encouraging all of us to think of it more as a collaborative thing that we can all bring something to the table or be thinking, or if you're having a great conversation with somebody about something that's happening in the community, which is arts oriented, maybe think, oh, is this something that, that we could discuss? Um, there's great stuff that happens in our community, which is arts related, that we don't actually have that much uh, involvement in. And those are opportunities where we could, uh, you know, learn or, or engage more. Um, this is Denise. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. This is Denise, and I have a question. Um, Porter had a number of things that he raised that were ongoing, you know, year, annual things that we needed to look at. It might be worthwhile looking through some of the old agendas and minutes for that matter to see what kinds of things we need to pick up. You know, I have old notes, but I'm not, even though I was on this committee, I, he can't really rely on me to come up with these things, but he seemed to have a really good sense of how to keep this this committee moving forward on its work. So I really would be interested in making sure that we take care of business. Absolutely. And I'm definitely here to help take care of business. Porter's um, given me okay. a very detailed timeline of how things run, and that's what prompted me to okay. address the call to artists because he was like, okay. you know, it's now is when we should be looking at that. And so okay. um, I do have that in front of me and that does inform um, some of the stuff that will be on the agendas. Um, in addition, um, mural um, applications will also be something that um, I will receive, reporter will forward on to me um, and that will uh, be part of the agenda that will come from me. Um, but as far as um, yearly updates, I do have that calendar. Okay. And I, yeah, we will be checking in with that and trying to make sure our ducks are in a row. Okay. Because yeah, I agree with Denise where there's certain things that are on my radar because I'm really passionate about the community art grants, but I'm not always up to brief. When did the sculpture exhibition proposals go up? So having a monthly yes. look back at the minutes from last year would be really cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely my wheelhouse cool. um, in supporting okay. this, this uh, commission. For sure. Okay. Tiobi Smith, and uh, obviously, you know, you know, Porter and, and the city has, you know, a, a, a annual timeline that's going to have a lot of those things, those dates, at least loosely plotted out. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's ever something that this group has actually looked at, like a full calendar year, and looked at the cycles and, and, yeah. and looked at it from that level. That would be great. That would. Might be yeah, that's, I think that's a great idea. Would be really great for the yeah. retreat. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be good. And and like as I've said in a couple of past meetings, like as much as we all loved hanging out with Porter and really appreciated that, I feel like when he keeps that timeline in his head and does it so perfectly, it, it makes me feel like I don't need to think about <laughs> it. Um, and so I, I think it'll be really nice for us to to realize like oh maybe I maybe I should have at least may not memorize but I should have a, a rough idea in my head of of those annual things uh, at least at least me not necessarily every. Arts Commissioner. So, uh, Dina, it seemed like you did have a yeah, um, Dina Amat. So, um, uh, a lot. I love that idea of more inclusivity and collaboration with the with the uh, agenda of the meeting. And along those lines, um, I would love to hear an update on the mural proposal from I believe it was last month, um, the one that we rejected, but we wanted to hear back from 
the person who submitted it, not at the retreat, but maybe at a future meeting next month sure. or the month after that. That would be great just to get um, closure or feedback or know what's happening with that, what the next steps are going to be. Absolutely. Yep. As far as I know, she hasn't reached back out to Porter. He would still be that contact. Um, uh, but that's something that he and I can um, manage that, that transition. And if we want to continue having a relationship with her at all, that will be something that I can. Um, or even just with. a report back to the committee on yes. what, uh, what the outcome was. So. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Daly Smith, in the interest of time and, and ending a little bit ahead, ahead of time, actually. Um, uh, I will point out that our next meeting is actually Sunday, October 2nd, from 10 to 1 o'clock for our, our retreat at 10th and uh, says 1000 Mass Street. Uh, we'll, we'll send a, a picture of it or yeah. if there's a big send a little picture. Logo, yeah, it's, it's hard to miss once you once you're looking for it. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing you all there. And um, at this point, I would request a motion for adjournment. So move. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Uh, can I get a second? Second. Thank you, Tim. Uh, and I can never remember if we do roll call for adjournment. Do you know off the top of your head? We'd... I, I think I so. I think so. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I will begin with Marlo. Approve. Uh, and then Denise. Approve. And then Mary. Approve. And then Dina. Approve. Marciana. Approve. Tim. Approve. And finally, uh, myself, I will also approve. Unanimous. It's nice seeing you all. Thank you so much for taking your time, volunteering your time. I'm sure you all have lots of other stuff going on. Uh, so it's always nice seeing you. And thanks for the really productive conversation around some of these sort of uh, uh, ambiguous issues. And look forward to seeing you on the second. Looking forward to the snacks. The snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, maybe we should even see, send out an email.